This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with Diane Gotsman. Hi, Diane. Hi, Steve. So Diane is a nationally recognized etiquette expert and the owner of the Protocol School of Texas, a company that specializes in etiquette training. Uh, she is a longtime contributor to Hitched, and you can. And she's also a author, and the book is Pearls of Polish. Uh, and today, Diane is going to help us on our dining experience, um, one of the staples of date nights. And we often forget about good manners, particularly when we've been going out um, and with with our spouse for many years, we forget the simple things. So we're going to kind of refresh your memory, or hopefully this isn't new information for you, but some of it might be. So that's what we are here for. So Diane, um, let's start from the beginning. When... Setting up a dinner, uh, what is the most important thing I should do in preparation for a date with my spouse? Oh, that's a good question, Stephen. I think the most important thing you should do when you're going out, especially for a special event, an anniversary or a, or Valentine's Day or some kind of special meal, is make a reservation. You want to make sure that you can get in. There's nothing worse than showing up to a restaurant hungry, no less, <laughs> and there's a two-hour wait or you just can't get in at all. Okay. And is there a best seat in the restaurant? Well, you know, I'm asked that so often, and the best seat in the house is the seat that you give. You know, you always want to give the quote-unquote best seat to your spouse. So which is the best seat? And that is the seat facing out. It's the seat where every where she or he can see out. And uh, you know, if you're looking out a window, if you're looking out to the center, it's away from the restroom. It's away from the kitchen. Okay. But you have to know your spouse because you know. Although I'm telling you that that's the best seat, the seat where you can see everyone. Yeah. The best seat for me would be with my back to everyone because I really don't want to see. I get distracted. I want to pay attention to my husband or the person in front of me. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting because in protocol terms, the best seat is looking out, and but it's a personal. It's also a personal seat. You know, a personal decision as well. Okay. So you know, you're you should know your spouse well enough to know which is that <laughs> which seat that is, or ask. Say, where do you where would you like to sit? Okay. Believe me, she'll tell you, Steve. <laughs> okay, and and you you, you kind of mix the pronouns there, where you were saying he and she uh, facing out at, to your spouse. It, I mean, is it uh, proper for the man to offer it to the to the wife or is it you know we're in 2011 and you know it's fair game for either gender 
Well, I think it's when we're doing when we're talking social because in business the client always rules. Okay. So I don't care if it's a man or a woman. You're going to let them. You're going to let them select. In other words, but certainly the best seat would be facing out unless they say otherwise. But you know, there's lots of husbands, lots of men that don't want their back to the door. So um, there's nothing wrong with the wife saying, where would you like to sit? Which is, you know, which is your, where would you like to sit first? You sit and then I'll sit next to you. It's a, it's a 50-50. You know, we're married, so we, are, um, we should be in a partnership. So you want to do or make your spouse feel comfortable. Okay. And as the dinner service gets rolling on or maybe even before you get served, uh, you're trying to, to get the attention of your server. How can you summon the server uh, without seeming rude not by snapping your fingers <laughs> that's that's the first thing <laughs> you don't want to snap your fingers you don't want to whistle you know nothing that's going to be uh loud and blaring because you're not going to get a good service you're not going to get a service provider that's going to be pleasant to be around so you want to kind of raise lift your finger you know make eye contact and and gently wave you know not wave as if you're flagging him down but and not put your hands way above your head like you're at a sports event but just try and and get their attention now let's just say you have some really bad help which occasionally happens and it's throughout the meal and you cannot reach them and I mean they're not coming to your table enough then instead of making a big scene at the table you want to excuse yourself from the table and go talk to the management or go talk to the server and say look I really need you to come back more often so in other words you're going to move away from the table before you have any kind of argument. Don't do it in front of your spouse, in front of your client, in front of your guests. Okay. And when you do get your meal um, and say you have a piece of meat or something, uh, this is one of those things I think probably most people don't even think about, but how many pieces of food can you cut up at a time? (laughs) Only one piece (laughs) at a time. You know, if you're five years old or younger, (laughs) your mom can cut it all up for you. (laughs) But a husband may not cut it up for the wife, and the wife may not cut it up for the husband. And I'm being semi-silly, but I've seen it happen. But, you know, the proper protocol is to cut up one piece at a time. And spaghetti, that's a nightmare. What do you do with spaghetti? You know, there are these, these foods that we should stay away from when we're trying to impress our our significant other you, know, uh, you don't take a strand of spaghetti and slurp it up yeah <laughs> and if you use a spoon you're going to twirl yourself into a big basketball size pasta yes. ball so you take one or two strands of spaghetti and twirl it lean over to to take a bite and then bite off the tails okay so you don't cut up spaghetti either that's what i'm getting at okay okay and and you don't do the uh lady in the tramp each take a, no, take a side. that's what I was thinking of, <laughs> Lady in the Tramp. <laughs> um, if you really love her, maybe you would. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that one at home, just not in the restaurant. That's right. That's right. Uh, um, and when you're when you're looking at the table setting, uh, which one is the bread plate? If you make a, a B in your left hand. And a D in your right hand. That means you would take your index finger and thumb and make a circle, and then your the other three fingers will go straight up. 
that's going to be your, the easiest way for you to remember where your bread is and your drink is. So your bread is going to always go on your left. That's the B that you're making. And the D, your drink, is always going to go on the right. Now, if you have to do this, physically have to do it, do it under the table. Don't do it <laughs> above the table. <laughs> or you can think of BMW. If you're a car, a car lover, uh-huh. bread, meal, water. Ah. BMW, starting from your left. You just rocked my world. I think I this is locked <laughs> into my memory forever now. now <laughs> it's easy. It, it these is, tips are very easy. Okay. Um, and w- when when you're uh, uh, sitting around a table with other guests, uh, which way do you – in which direction do you pass things? You always pass – to the right. So you pass counterclockwise. So let's say you are with your spouse and you are with two more couples or four or five more people. And if someone asks you for, uh, for bread, for the bread basket, you're going to pass to the right. Now let's say somebody immediately to the left asks you for that bread basket that is right in front of you. That doesn't mean you have to pass it around to eight different people or five, six different people around the table. Directly to the left, certainly, good judgment is going to be you just hand it to them uh-huh. right there. But generally speaking, you pass to the right. Okay. And what does it mean when people say salt and pepper are married? That means that they're great traveling companions. You don't pass one without the other. Okay. So if someone asks you for salt, you're going to pass them the salt and the pepper. You're not going to say salt and pepper are married. You know, you're not gonna, <laughs> you're not going to criticize them. <laughs> but you're just going to hand them both. And if they say, "Oh no, no, I just wanted the pepper." You will just look at them, you know, and, and and smile and say, "Well, just in case." Okay. Okay. And when is the appropriate time to use a toothpick? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Or at least away from the table, away from anyone else. You know, guys, I'm talking to you right now. I have seen men pull out toothpicks from their wallet that they use and reuse. Or, you know, the toothpicks are in the little plastic papers, wrapped papers, as you walk out the door. And, yeah. and rather than the mint, they grab the toothpick. So if, if you really feel like there's something in your teeth, wait until you're alone or go to the restroom. Now, I know right now people are saying, okay, but this is my husband or this is my wife. Listen, I've seen much worse. Okay, if you're very, very comfortable, fine. But you know, if you're really wanting to impress, impress her and show her your new dining skills, I'd skip that toothpick. <laughs> and, and, and you bring up a great point where people are like, you know, I've seen worse. But I think this is one of those things where uh, when when couples first start going out, they put their best foot forward. And then over time, they let things start to uh, lag a little bit. And, Absolutely. And I, and I feel like, you know, sure, they've seen worse. But that doesn't mean you have to show them the worst side of you. you, That's, you, you we can't. should always think of our first date when we're going out with our mate. If we really want to show that we're always working on our relationship, you know, think of the 30th year date. You know, you're married 30 years, you're married 10 years, you're married three months. Try and do the same things when you go out as you did on that first date. And that includes talking. So often you go to a restaurant and you see couples who are looking out, you know, looking away from each other and they're just eating their meal and um, they're not communicating. So think of things to say. Think of new things. Read the paper. Look at sports scores. Wow, wouldn't husbands be surprised? Mine would. If I mentioned some sports scores. I don't know what he would do. (laughs) 
And I think (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, surprise them with some new information that you've learned. Okay. And okay. So getting back to this whole toothpick thing, if, if I'm not allowed to use a toothpick, particularly at the table, how am I supposed to remove gristle from my mouth? Well, now, Steve, would you use a toothpick to remove gristle from your mouth? I don't think so. No, you wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I knew you wouldn't. I just had to say that. I had to ask you. The way that you properly remove gristle, the protocol is that you are going to use, and people right now are going to open their mouths in shock, is with the index finger and thumb. You remove the gristle, you know, or bone, with your left hand, with your right hand covering your mouth, and you take it out with your gristle, take the gristle out with your index finger and thumb and place it discreetly someplace on your plate. Now, the, the obvious question would be, why can't I just spit it into my napkin? <laughs> and the reason why is because then you have a big wad of gristle or bone in your napkin that probably has grease on it, and you're going to soil your clothing. Oh, okay. So index finger and thumb, left hand, right hand covers your mouth and place it under a lettuce leaf or something. Okay. And I and I, I think a lot of people are probably shocked by that, as you mentioned, because most people probably don't think you can even touch your mouth with your hand. So. Right. And you shouldn't. You should keep your hands away from your face throughout the meal, but if you have to get that gristle out. And, you know, if you are really, really, really disgusted by that thought, then – Use a Kleenex and place it discreetly in a Kleenex and just put it someplace discreet where it's not sitting on top of the table. You know, okay. that's, not in, that's not in your etiquette book, in your etiquette <laughs> manual, but, you know, that is another option. Okay. okay. <laughs> and what if I have to uh, sneeze or blow my nose at the table? And this is probably pretty relevant with the cold season upon us. Absolutely. And so what you, if you have to sneeze at the table or blow your nose, you're going to sneeze left. So you're going to sneeze into your left shoulder, covering your sneeze with your left hand. That, doesn't mean sneeze, that does not mean sneeze out into the aisle onto the next table left. It means directly back into your left shoulder. So achoo, left into your left shoulder. If you have to blow your nose, number one, you're not going to use your napkin. That napkin on your lap is not meant to blow your nose. So if you, you know, it's a chance that you're going to take it. It's a little <laughs> sniffle. You might bring out your hanky or your Kleenex. If it's going to be a real thunderous roar, I think I would excuse myself from the table. Okay. <laughs> if you're in question, you better excuse yourself. And, you know, very quickly I want to talk about excusing yourself from the table. Sure. Because women tend to want to announce to the whole table where they're going. They are going to go to the ladies' room, and they're going to also tell you where what they're going to do once they get there, you know, when they get very comfortable with, with their friends or with their mate. So, um, and especially if we get too comfortable, we might do it in front of a client or a boss, you know, without mm-hmm. thinking. So you just, all you need to do is say, please, excuse me, and leave the table. Put your napkin on the chair, push your chair in, and walk away. Okay. And then I want to get back to the sneezing thing really quick. Uh, so you say you sneeze into your left shoulder, so you don't do into the uh, the elbow area. Into the crook of your, in, uh, the, the inner part of your elbow? Yeah. I think that looks quite juvenile. I know that teachers are taught to train their children, uh, to, to train the students to do that, uh-huh. which is absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's just more, uh, it's more appropriate and less uh, it, 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 you just don't notice as much if you're coughing or sneezing back towards the left shoulder than you are when you 
pull out your arm and sneeze or cough into the crook of your elbow, the inside crook of your elbow. Okay, and and you know the point of, by the way, uh, coughing or sneezing into that inside crook is so you don't do it into your hands and then shake somebody's hands and spread the germs. So if you're doing it into your shoulder, it's technically accomplishing the same thing. That's right. As, and you know what? The, and truly the bottom line is whether you do it into your elbow, the inside of your elbow, or your shoulder, go left. You want to cough or sneeze left because your right hand should be available for that handshake. So what I know is when I sit down at a table, I don't want to be to anybody's left because you don't get the bread <laughs> passed to you. You get sneezed on. Like that is just the bad place to be. Um, you know, that's great thinking. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, to, to kind of wrap it up here uh, and we will revisit uh, dining in the future, but uh, for this episode, uh, when you're out with uh, your spouse, should you order for your wife um, or let her order her own meal? Well, only if she asks you to order for her. She may not know the menu as well as you do because you have you have frequented this restaurant far more and you know more of the menu items. Or she just has no idea or she doesn't care. If she says, listen, Steve, you know, you order for me, you uh-huh. know, or, or I'm going to leave it up to you. You pick something that you, you think I would like. That's fine. But I wouldn't just take it upon myself to order for my wife without, without you know, asking her first. Okay. Because I think a lot of guys probably think it's some grand gesture. Chivalrous, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. Of chivalry. The the lady will have the steak, please. And you know that was going through my mind right when you said it. The lady will have. <laughs> so okay, that's a little bit Victorian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I, you know, there is a lot of really great stuff in this episode. I'm so excited. So uh, I hold my fingers up and I make a B with the left hand and a, and a D with the right one. Under the table. Under the, the table. table. I'm sorry. I don't hold it up. See, I don't. We need a little bit more training here. I'm making, I'm making uh, mental pictures. Okay. Or BMW. That's another one. Uh, salt and pepper always go together. Uh, okay. So I, I think I have all this. So I am okay, I'm excited to go out into the world and, and – strut my new dining etiquette skills so uh (laughs) so thank you once again diane i really appreciate your time and can't wait to do this again same here uh you guys are listening to diane gotsman who is a nationally recognized etiquette expert is the owner of the protocol school of texas a company specializing in etiquette training for corporations universities and individuals who are striving to polish their interpersonal skills You can get more information at their website, protocolschooloftexas.com. You can follow Diane on Twitter at Diane Gotsman. I am also on Twitter at Hitched Media. You can find Diane on Facebook, facebook.com slash protocolschooloftexas. And Diane is also the author of Pearls of Polish. And if you can't remember all this, please visit hitchedmag.com and click on the experts tab and you will find Diane there with links to all of her articles. And uh, also, now that we have done a couple podcasts, you can find archives to the podcast under the podcast tab. And uh, that's about it. So uh, one last time, thank you so much for your time, time, Diane, and I look forward to doing this again soon. Thank you, Steve. I do as well. Okay. Take care, everybody.
I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.